pitch, a swing and a drive, deep left field. Welcome to the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron. That ball's hit hard and deep to left field, backing to the track, to the wall, and it's gone! It's a grand slam! Now, Matt Pauley, Mike Claiborne, and the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron. And right picks out the sign, the pitch is swung on a miss, throw to second base, strike him out, throw him out, double play! On the Cardinals Radio Network. We do welcome you into the countdown to opening day. Back with you alongside of Mike Claiborne. My name is Matt Pauley. It's great to have you with us for the next two hours. We're going to be talking all things Cardinals baseball in just a bit. We'll be joined by President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock. Also, uh, Derek Gould. We've got a conversation with Wilson Contreras that we had earlier in the week. So a lot coming up over these uh, next two hours as we do welcome in Cardinals broadcaster Mike Claiborne. Claibs. Great to see you. Better to be seen than viewed, and uh, it's good to see you after having a lot of fun and uh, actually getting a player while we're in the winter meetings. Now, I've gone to a few of those, and it can be a dry hole, and what happens later is they sign a guy you know, a week, week or so later, but we actually had some breaking news at, at uh, the winter warm-up the, or the winter meetings this year, and uh, that was a good thing. I get frustrated because fans will feel like Nothing was accomplished yeah. at the winter meetings yeah. if there's not an announcement, and that's never true. Something is accomplished even if there's not a press release to go along with it. No, they're laying the groundwork a lot of times, um, and I think we saw it, obviously, with Contreras, and I think they also laid the groundwork for maybe some possible future moves. So it's really – and think about the fact that this is the first one that we've had in two years um, – I think everybody's just trying to get a feel for things. And the way you do business has changed because of the fact, because of Zooms and text messaging and other things that, you know, were forced upon us because of COVID. Uh, People are a little bit more comfortable with that. I thought Wilson Contreras at his press conference this week just hit it out of the park. Deferential to Yadier Molina. Mm -hmm. I expressed gratitude and appreciation for the history of the Cardinals talked about how badly he wanted to be a Cardinal, even talked about wanting to be a Cardinal when he was still wearing a Cubs uniform. If you're a Cardinals fan and you hear him on that day of the press uh, conference, it doesn't get much better than that. Well, he said all the right things. There's no question about that. And if anyone would know the Cardinals from an opposition standpoint, it would be him. And considering the position he played and how many times he's faced the Cardinals in his career, I remember him being called up uh, and his first game, if I'm not mistaken, was against the Cardinals because I remember interviewing him because he used to be a third baseman. Cubs moved him in uh, behind the plate, and uh, he was a very gracious gentleman then, and I found him to be the same way in listening to him talk to you. It's um, it's interesting. He said he, he said he plays the game in a way that the opposition isn't going to like him. So we've sat That's fine. there. We yeah. need a rusty nail from time to exactly. time. We've sat there and watched him play for years and years and years, and you kind of get maybe this negative feeling towards him, and then you realize there's kind of a plan behind what he's doing. Well, you know, Matt, I think the the tribute to any good player, when you love to hate him or, you know, you say to yourself, I would like for a guy like that to be on our team, I, I think he kind of fills that bill with regard to his approach and his tenacity and that's something I think the Cardinals could certainly use. I'm going to be curious to watch. The Cardinals haven't had to worry about helping catchers get a lot better defensively for a while. Mm. And really the thing that he maybe is not great at defensively is pitch framing. That's a very teachable skill. So I'm very curious to watch his development and see what the Cardinals do in terms of helping him become a better pitch framer. Well, you know, that's a good point you make. 
Um, although I'll say this, with the uh, automated balls and strikes on the way at some point, it, pitch framing may not have the impact. But I'll be interested to see who teaches that mm-hmm. with the Cardinals, and that's something I want to ask John Mozeliak about as we, he will visit with him a little later in the show. Uh, how does that change? Because Yachty was always the coach, the catching coach. Now, who's going to do that now? Is it Jamie Pogue, who's been with the organization for a number of years? Do they bring somebody else in? I, I think that's something that we need to figure out. And how they teach it to a veteran like Contreras, uh, as far as the approach is concerned. Something I'm curious with, with John Mozeliak is, and this does specifically reference Sean Murphy, but I think we can take a step back and look at it from a bigger perspective. There were reports out there, and we know a lot of times these reports are, are just complete nonsense and there's not much truth to it, but there were reports out there about who Oakland was asking for from Murphy, and then you see what they end up getting from him in that Atlanta trade. And I just wonder from Mosellock's perspective, how often is he engaged with another team knows what that team is asking in a trade, for whatever reason it doesn't work out, and then a week, two weeks later, that player gets traded and the package going back is a lot less. Like as, yeah. a, as a president of baseball operations, how do you view that? Well, I think it really kind of solidifies your belief as far as sticking to your guns. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I'm in that situation, I, I give Oakland, I say, all right, here's, here's three guys. Here's four guys. Maybe five. You take two of the five, and we'll throw in a guy with with some look, some big league experience that's not going to cost you anything. But if you can't pick from that group, then we're going to move on. And I think Oakland maybe pushed the envelope to the point where they thought the Cardinals were going to come back. Oakland made one mistake. They should have looked around the room and realized you had Contreras. You had Danny Jansons. You had Kirk. In both catchers in Toronto. You had Vasquez in Houston. You had a variety of guys that could fit the bill for the Cardinals, the Braves, or whoever else was looking for catching. And maybe they overplayed their hand because I don't know if any of these guys the Braves sent over there can play or not. Okay, We, we don't know and we won't know for a while. But we do know that the guys the Cardinals allegedly had in the, in the package probably would have helped them at some point sooner than later. So when you look at it that way, um, you, you kind of say to John Mose, like, good for you because you stuck with your guns. Now, the one thing that I think comes into question, when deals don't go through, whether it's the Cardinals, whether it's some other team, and people say, well, well why didn't you make the deal? And, and so the team will say, well, they wanted this guy and that guy. You know, They wanted Goldschmidt. They wanted Arnott. They, they wanted something that you would say, oh, no, I wouldn't make that deal either. That's what they tell us. Not calling anybody a liar, but I think sometimes we polish that story up to make it look like we were defending the future of an organization, whether it's the Cardinals or the Braves or whomever. Uh, we, I think that's something that's a common thread amongst front office personnel that when they don't do the deal, we always hear, well, th- these are the guys they wanted. And, you know, it, it, sometimes that's not always th- the case for all of the guys. Maybe there was one of them, but not all of them. That's Mike Claiborne. My name is Matt Pauley. This is the countdown to opening day on the Cardinal Radio Network. Uh, we've got a conversation with John Mozeliak. We'll hear from uh, Cardinals play-by-play man uh, John Rooney, the voice of the Cardinals. will be joining us later on in the program, a conversation with uh, Wilson Contreras, Derek Gould from the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. we got a lot going on over the next two hours right here on the Cardinals Radio Network. 
I love recommendations. Movies, restaurants, DIY advice. I want to hear them all. Like the ones I get from Ameren Missouri's online energy manager. It shows my energy usage by appliance and gives me a list of custom recommendations to help me save energy. Now, I'm saving up to 15% on my bill just by changing my HVAC filter every three months. Personalized energy recommendations give me the power to be me. But I recommend you do them too. Manage your energy your way at AmarinMissouri.com slash MyEnergy. Exciting Cardinals baseball will continue at spring training and you can be one of the first fans to catch the team in 2023. Cardinals Vacations makes it easy to get to warm, sunny Florida by being your one-stop shop for spring training travel. You'll receive hotel accommodations, great game tickets, an exclusive dinner at the ballpark with select Cardinals personnel and much more. Make your plans now. Call Cardinals Vacations at 800-892-7687 or online at cardinals.com slash vacations. Frederick Roofing, 645-2000. 88,000 satisfied customers since 1929. Frederick Roofing, 645-2000. This season, give the gift of Cardinals ticket packs. Five, six, and ten game packs are on sale now and feature 2023's highest demand games and promotional giveaways. Choose from the opening day pack, the t-shirt pack, bobblehead pack, and more. New for 2023, check out the swag pack. Give the gift that lasts all season, all baseball season. Cardinals ticket packs start at just $54 and are on sale now at cardinals.com slash holiday. There's a certain magic here in Cardinals Nation. One that can't be found anywhere else. Can you feel it? Central Bank is the hometown bank of the Cardinals. Sign up for Cardinals checking with Central Bank and get a Willie McGee 1982 throwback home jersey and two game tickets. Member FDIC. What do Ford and your St. Louis Cardinals have in common? One heck of a lineup. That's what. From Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 45 years, to the SUVs with the highest owner loyalty, like America's all-time best-selling Explorer, the built-wild Bronco, and the versatile Escape. Visit your quality Ford dealers for exclusive offers on the official truck and SUV of your St. Louis Cardinals. Based on IHS market 1946 to current U.S. total new cumulative registrations for all vehicles identified as SUVs. Based on 1977 to 2021 CY total sales. The 26th Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up is coming to Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village January 14th through the 16th, 2023. Admission tickets include access to presentations, exhibitor hall, family-friendly activities, the Cardinals Care Store, and new this year, the Cardinals Hall of Fame Museum and a tour of the Cardinals Clubhouse, which is open to fans once a year just for this event. Purchase tickets and learn more about winter warm-up at cardinals.com slash WWU. Hey, Cardinals fans, since we're all just waiting around until the Cardinals get back on the field, let me tell you how Schnucks Rewards can save you money. With Schnucks Rewards, you earn 2% back on every purchase. Not only do you get points for money off, the Schnucks Rewards app has a lot of other features designed to make your grocery shopping easier. You'll also find hundreds of exclusive digital offers and coupons, personalized savings delivered to you in an instant in the app. Everyone is looking to save money these days. Reward yourself. Download the Schnucks Rewards app and start saving money off your groceries at Schnucks. Proud partner of the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals fans, turn a double play at the official Cardinals team store and Cardinals Authentics shop. Find the latest in Cardinals apparel, something for the home or office, and more at the official Cardinals team store. Then check out the Cardinals Authentics shop at Ballpark Village with unique game used, autographed, and collectible memorabilia. Both are located at Bush Stadium and open daily from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The Cardinals team store and Authentics shop. Now that's a winner. 
countdown to opening day does continue here on the Cardinals Radio Network alongside Mike Claiborne. I'm Matt Pauley. Very happy to welcome on to the program. He is the president of baseball operations for the Cardinals. He's John Mosellock. John, thank you so much for your time. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, it's good to visit with you, sir. A lot of things going on. We talked about the Contreras signing, and that seems to be going over well in Cardinal Nation. So just like any member of Cardinal Nation, we're never satisfied. We're a little greedy. So what's next? <laughs> well, I think what next is is still something that we're sort of working through, right? Like there's 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 things that we're thinking about in terms of what we might be able to add or 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 augment to our current roster. Um, in terms of if I feel like we're close or not on something, I really don't at this point. So we'll say like uh, what is it, December fourteenth? Spent a few hours uh, yesterday and today talking to different agents. But overall, it's, it's you know, nothing that I would feel is eminent. But there's always opportunity to, to try to get better. And, you know, we will always make sure we keep that door open, especially as we get through the holiday season. You didn't shy away from the fact that acquiring a catcher was something that you very much wanted to do as soon as possible, hopefully at the winter meetings. You even joked at one point that maybe you were too vocal about it. Is there, how good does it feel that you were able to get that done and you got it done before the meetings came to an end? Well, I think we'd all agree we had to do something, right? Uh, you know, Yachty has been our catcher for 20 years. Stepping down, we knew we were going to, to have to uh, look to – improve that position at some point in terms of replacing Yachty. And I think we were able to do that. I think the trick was, you know, exactly where we would have ended up in terms of what path we would take, but really excited that we were able to get Wilson signed. And um, I think everybody that got to watch his press conference or listen to him speak understands why we're so excited about him. And the young man truly wants to be here, wants to be a part of the Cardinals and, I've been doing this a long time, and when when players are truly wanting to be somewhere, they they tend to perform and play at their best. Hey, Mo, for you, and I think a lot of fans, we're fixated on free agency, but there are other ways to acquire talent because there are only so many free agents out there, and there are even fewer free agents that can actually make your team better, help your team become better. How much conversation do you have now with general managers with regard to moving assets? You know, quite a bit. Um, you know, I feel like the, the trade market as a whole has been a little bit slower this off season. I think part of that's just been with the activity you're seeing on the free agent market. So I'm not, I, I would anticipate that you, you'll probably still see some people moved or traded between now and, and spring training. And as you know, there's even deals that get done in spring training. So I, I think from like a baseball perspective, there's, there's always that opportunity and, and, you know, it's our responsibility to, you know, keep plugging away and seeing if something can, can make us better or improve. Industry wide right now, there's a lot of money being thrown around in free agency. And maybe most notably, there's a lot of years being thrown around in free agency. Have you been surprised by any of this? I would say yes and no. The yes is there's been some, you know, certainly a, a lot of length that's been placed out there. Um, in terms of the spending, I think there's just a little bit of, of confidence now that the labor situation is behind us. So we have that peace and, and you should have five years of harmony, hopefully. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, you know, there's, there are a lot of teams that I think uh, felt like directionally they weren't where they wanted to be and, and, and needed to uh, 
to, to go chase something to make them better. And, you know, I think when you're seeing those types of things happen, then you tend to have maybe some a little bit more irrationality, if you will, towards uh, uh, some of, of these deals where they actually end up at. I want to switch up for a second. I've asked everyone on the show this question, so you're next. And that is, with the rule changes that are coming about, uh, which one do you think will have the biggest impact on individual players and how they approach the game now? I think the clock is going to be something that is really going to affect hitters because, you know, they tend to to use that time a little bit more um, to their advantage, whether they feel if a pitcher's working fast, um, they want to, like, break up the timing. And so I think some of that flexibility is, is, is going to be taken away. And, you know, candidly, they're going to have to get in the box sooner. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. And then, of course, the step-off rule um, could be something that, that impacts the game right away where you, where you actually do see more people running. You know, the Cardinals have always run good spring training camps with regard to working on fundamentals. How much do you think spring training will change with regard to holding runners, with regard to making sure relievers or all pitchers abide by the pitch clock? Uh, how much do you think that will change along the course of uh, the spring? Well, I think it's obviously something that you're going to have to practice and work on, especially the, the step off and, and uh, how you think about holding runners. So that'll be something that's incorporated in the day-to-day uh, um, curriculum. I think the clock itself will be something that you'll, you'll see more, like how the when the games are being played. I think you know trying to replicate in a sim game or something like that. I, I just don't know if you're going to get the same effect mm-hmm. versus when you're you know you're doing it live. I mean, years ago, I remember talking with some people about like the hardest part about practicing baseball is it's really hard to do at game speed. Where you think about, like, you know, you, you go play basketball, you can kind of do that at real speed. When you go practice um, um, football, it can be done at game speed. Hockey, same thing. Whereas in baseball, you tend to not do it at game speed because you don't have your pitchers pitching. You're trying to save those bullets for when they're most needed. And then, you know, guys don't ever seem to have, like, fully foot on the gas. And, I think you see it early on in baseball season two when you see like bunt plays and stuff where runners are going full throttle that they just didn't see in spring training. And so it's just a hard thing to replicate, but we'll try to do our very best. So the impact of these rules, A, are seamless, and B, we're prepared for them. When we return, much more with Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak. This is the countdown to opening day on the Cardinals radio network. Countdown to opening day does continue here on the Cardinals Radio Network alongside Cardinal broadcaster Mike Claiborne. My name is Matt Pauley. Cardinals president of baseball operations John Mozeliak continues to join us as well. Be one of the first fans to catch the Cardinals in 2023 at spring training. Cardinals Vacations makes it easy to get to warm, sunny Jupiter, Florida by being your one-stop shop for spring training travel. Make your plans today 
Call Cardinals Vacations at 800-892-7687 or online at cardinals.com slash vacations. As mentioned, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock, is continuing to join us here on the countdown to opening day. And, John, going back to the Wilson Contreras signing, he was very open during his press conference on Friday that he does want to get better defensively. And you look at maybe uh, his ability as a pitch framer, that's something that could possibly improve. What do the Cardinals do as an organization to help him become a better defensive catcher? Great question and one that we're going to have to take a hard look at at our catching curriculum because in the past we just haven't had like full-time catching coach on on staff because part of the reason was Yachty would take that upon himself in spring training where he would work a lot with our, our younger catchers and you know, he took a lot of pride with, with running that. But in terms of trying to help, you know, Wilson improve from a defensive standpoint, I do think some of that responsibility will fall on uh, Jamie Pogue, who works with our, our catchers. And it isn't his sole responsibility, but it is something that, um, you know, from a pitch framing standpoint and some of the modernization of, of the, the, the practices you see with, with catchers today is something that we can incorporate moving forward. Um, last thing for me, and this is not supposed to be a, a specific thing, but more of a broad question, but people listening are probably going to think I'm thinking about a specific, talking about a specific situation. There are times where there are rumored tra- trade opportunities and we hear about what maybe a team wanted back and people go, well, you can't give that up. And then maybe that player gets traded to another team and you look at the return and you go, well, that's kind of odd considering the fact that uh, we were hearing this sort of stuff. When you're in the middle of it, how often does it happen that maybe you're talking to a team, they're asking for something that you say, no, we can't do that. And then you get down the line and you kind of look at that trade and you see what they got for that same player and you kind of bat an eye. Okay, so a couple thoughts on that. One is, one is obviously, you always have to remind yourself that it's the eyes of the beholder. So no matter how sophisticated we think this industry is on ranking players or determining value of players, there's still – there is still some unknown or imperfections, if you will, in, in that. And, and you know, I, I do feel like we tend to like our own players better than others would. Um, so that, that part isn't overly surprising for, from my experience in the game. But there, there, there's also the other aspect you need to think about as, as, as you know, trade opportunities go away. In other words, you know, we pivoted. We got out of the trade market. We went for a free agent. Now, all of a sudden, that's one less person to take a chair, if you will. And so maybe the market moved from the trading standpoint where, you know, expectations had to change on the team that was was trading the player. So there's a lot of moving parts on this thing. And, and And I also feel like, you know, weighing in on, on what could have been or, or might have happened isn't fair to players that are involved, isn't fair to the teams that are involved. So, you know, I think like rehashing what could have been or what might have been just isn't fair to, to, to really all aspects. And, you know, that's what makes the industry of sport, specifically baseball, you know, so unique, right? Like, you know, you don't hear like Bank of America trading their you know, vice president for someone, <laughs> and, and and you know, you always have to remind yourself these are people; they have feelings. Um, you know, 
reading their names and deals is probably not something that they don't want to see happen, especially, you know, someone that's part of this organization because we are a desired organization. We have had success, and I think players like playing here. You know, have players asked to be traded from here? Of course. But for the most part, I think it's a place that uh, that, that young players would prefer not to hear their names and uh, being bantered about in trade rumors. Yeah, John, how often had you had to step in and talk to a player with regard to maybe a rumor that was circulating that you knew wasn't true? And, you know, as you mentioned, he's a young player. He's hearing it from his agent, his his parents, his girlfriend, who knows whoever else. Uh, how often have you had to settle someone down to let them know, don't worry about it, it's not going to happen? You know, typically I'm pretty aggressive on that front. Um, you know, I, I think back to this past trade deadline, there were multiple times I popped down the clubhouse, told guys like, hey, what you're hearing is not true. It's a lot easier in season because you just have that sort of natural connection, whereas – you know, the last two or three weeks, there's been, you know, rumors galore. So I don't even think I could keep up with, like, you know, trying to tell each person, you know, what to believe or not to believe. And and in fairness, some of, their, some of those rumors might have had some truth to them. So, you know, like, but that doesn't mean we were going to move someone, right? In other words, maybe a team did ask for X or Y. And so I think, like, from that standpoint, this is always just a, a, a difficult time, and, and you know you wish you didn't have to see it, but I understand you know everybody has jobs to do, and you know media has to write, so you know they fill space. Well, I think the key is make sure when you do see Mo, make sure he has something to say to you. When he doesn't say anything to you, then that's when you might want to think about moving on. Don't overthink it. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough business, and we, we I think we all understand why and. Uh, you know, good news is we were able to uh, address a big need, and we filled it. Well, John, we really appreciate your time. Uh, have a wonderful holiday period, and hopefully we can catch up uh, with you again after the new year. All right, that sounds great. Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you, sir. Yep. Take care. Same to you and your family. Thank you. Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosaloc, joining us here on the countdown to opening day. The 2023 Cardinals calendar is here for the holidays with a salute to Albert, Yachty, Wayno, and all the history-making highlights of 2022. Find it at area grocers or by calling 314-345-9000. Or you can win one right this very moment. We will take uh, caller number five, and we will give away a 2023 Cardinals calendar. The phone number to call, 314-955-1120, 314-955-1120. Your opportunity to win a 2023 Cardinals calendar. This is the countdown to opening day on the Cardinals Radio Network. The countdown to opening day does continue here on the Cardinals Radio Network. My name is Matt Pauley. I'm alongside Cardinals broadcaster Mike Claiborne. Coming up in the second hour of the program, you don't want to go anywhere. We are going to hear from the newest Cardinal, Wilson Contreras. Also, uh, voice of the Cardinals, John Rooney. And uh, post-dispatch Cardinals writer, Derek Gould. 
all set to join us. That's going to be coming up in the second hour of the program right here. Do want to remind you, Cardinals Holiday Packs and all-inclusive tickets are on sale. Stuff their stockings with multi-game packs, all focused around high-demand games and top promotional items, or treat them like a VIP with all-inclusive tickets. Check off your shopping list now at cardinals.com slash holiday. And just put this in the back of your mind. I wouldn't go anywhere. Uh, coming up in the second hour of the program, we will have another ticket giveaway where you've got a chance to win another one of those Sunday packs. And we'll also give away another calendar before all is said and done. So we've got uh, a lot to get to. Now, something that everybody is uh, excited about. Actually, there's a couple things I want to get into. Uh, we're going to have Derek Gould on uh, next hour. But uh, something just to mention right now is the fact that the uh, Baseball Writers' Dinner, it is uh, set to return. And uh, this is something, uh, just as we kind of return to normalcy, this is one of the coolest events. It's the 63rd annual St. Louis Baseball Writers' Dinner. It's going to be taking place on January 15th. Tickets are available. You can get a dinner ticket. You can get a VIP uh, event plus dinner ticket. You can get a full table. There's going to be a lot going on. Uh, the awards program is going to honor a number of players, including Albert Pools, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, Brendan Donovan, Ryan Helsley, Miles Michaelis, Oliver Marmel, Mike Shannon, and also Rick Hummel. Uh, participation is subject to availability, so they have not yet fully announced their entire list of people who are going to be there. But most, if not all, you can expect to be there. So that's going to be uh, going on once again on January 15th. And then winter warm-up. It is set to return as well, January 14th, 15th, and 16th. This year, the event's going to be a little bit different as it's going to be held at both Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village. So it is a brand new venue for the event. And to talk about that and uh, much, much more, uh, we are very happy to uh, welcome on to the program. He serves as the Vice President of Community Relations and also the Executive Director of Cardinals Care for the Cardinals. He is Michael Hall. He joins us right now on the countdown to opening day. Michael, thank you so much for your time. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's been a while since winter warm-up has taken place. What's the excitement level that this event is back? Yeah, we're really excited. You know, we're glad to be back in person. I haven't been able to have the event in person since uh, 2020. So excited to do that as well as excited to move to the new venue which is the ballpark in ballpark village yeah i wanted to ask you about that that's one of the great things about having ballpark village is the team is able to put together events like this right where, where we're basically at and uh it's going to look a little bit different for people who have uh gone to winter warm-up year after year after year but it's gonna be really cool yeah it is gonna be a little bit different uh a little more spread out than uh you know we were at the millennium and then we went over to the hyatt and then now we're we're here at the ballpark and ballpark village. So it will be a little more spread out, but we think that's an advantage. Uh, you know, we're, we're home on our, our campus, if you will. So, uh, we're able to do some things a little bit differently. Um, we're able to offer some things to fans that we haven't been able to offer in the past. And so, uh, we're excited to, to, to bring it to the ballpark and ballpark village. And, and hopefully the fans will, will feel the same. And just with a little bit more space, it's not one of those things where everybody is shoulder to shoulder and having a hard time walking around. There's some, uh, there's a little more comfort to it as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, we, we feel like being in the ballpark and, and over at BPV, it does give us the opportunity to spread out. Um, you know, some things that are new for, for this year is part of, of the warm up. outside of, you know, being at, at the ballpark is, is that, uh, with your admission ticket, you get a couple of different opportunities. One opportunity is the chance to 
to go into the clubhouse and get a clubhouse tour. And that has been traditionally offered only during winter warm-up weekend. But with us being at the Hyatt, fans would have to leave the Hyatt, walk over to the ballpark, take the tour, and then go back to the Hyatt to to enjoy the rest of warm-up. Now it's all part of the event since we've moved over here. Um, also, we give fans the opportunity to visit our, our museum, which is also part of the admission ticket price. And so those two things uh, alone give chance a chance give fans a chance to spread out. You know, I know you jokingly said being kind of shoulder to shoulder at mm-hmm. warm up because it does get pretty crowded and and then traditionally fans, you know, the big draw are the players and and fans wait in line to get their autographs and and we get a lot of feedback that families don't want to spend the whole day standing in line. And so we wanted to try to spread them out and 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 offer different opportunities. Would encourage people to head to cardinals.com slash WWU for all the information of what we're talking about. You mentioned the autograph tickets. That's It's always such a big deal when the autograph schedule uh, comes out. It's an opportunity to help raise money for uh, Cardinal Care. But uh, just about everybody's going to be available, and you got to get in and get those tickets as soon as possible. Absolutely. Uh, autograph tickets have been on sale, um, and sales are going great. And it shows the excitement that fans have to uh, to come out and see the players and be a part of the event. Uh, that's always a popular draw. Um, and so, as you mentioned, if you go to cardinals.com slash WWU, you can see the full list of, of players that are available. I would encourage fans to continue to go back to the website for updates as we add players uh, throughout uh, leading up to the event. The majority of our of our current roster has already been confirmed, but we do also have alumni that, that will add. Um, so I, I do encourage fans to go to cardinals.com slash WWU for updates. It's a credit to the players that they are so committed to this event. This is one of their last kind of free weekends before spring training, and the vast majority commit to either coming to this event or just coming to St. Louis. A lot of them don't live here, and it's because of, of the belief in, in what's going on in Cardinal Care. It's a really cool thing. Yeah, I, I'm really glad you mentioned that. Um we're so fortunate uh, that our our players understand how important this event is for us, uh, us being Cardinals Care, and what it means as far as our fundraising efforts go. Um, our alumni as well. Uh, we're really fortunate to have their buy-in and their support, um, and to get the guys to come in over that weekend. As you mentioned, pretty much you know right after that weekend, you're starting to talk about spring training, and and guys are starting to show up down to Florida, and then before you know it. It's the end of March, beginning of April, and we're playing games. And so it's a pretty quick turnaround, and, and we certainly appreciate uh, their commitment to come in and their commitment to to be available for the fans that do purchase their, their autograph tickets. And it, it's a huge part of the event, and you know it wouldn't be as successful without them. That's Michael Hall, the Vice President of Community Relations and Executive Director of Cardinals Care with the Cardinals talking all things winter warm-up. And uh, speaking of that, certainly do want to remind you that the 26th Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up is coming to Bush Stadium in Ballpark Village January 14th, 15th, and 16th. For more information about the kickoff to the 2023 Cardinals baseball season and to purchase admission and autograph tickets, go to cardinals.com slash WWE. You. We've still got uh, a lot coming up uh, next hour. We will hear from the voice of the Cardinals, John Rooney. We will hear from newest Cardinal, catcher Wilson Contreras. Also, uh, post-dispatch lead Cardinals baseball writer Derek Gould. He's going to join us as well. So there's a lot going on, but we're not done with this hour yet. We'll take a break and have more in just a moment. This is the countdown to opening day on the Cardinals Radio Network. 
Starting to wrap up our number one. It is the countdown to opening day right here on the Cardinals Radio Network. My name is Matt Pauley. I'm alongside Cardinals broadcaster Mike Claiborne again. Coming up in hour number two of the program, Wilson Contreras, a conversation with him from this past Friday when he was in St. Louis being introduced to the media. That's going to be coming up. We'll also hear from uh, the voice of the Cardinals, John Rooney, and uh, Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. That's all going to be coming up in hour number two of this program. Single game, all-inclusive tickets for 2023. They are on sale now. They start at just $59. All-inclusive tickets feature complimentary food and drinks, plus a great view of the game. For more details, visit cardinals.com slash all-inclusive. It's been interesting watching what's been going on in baseball here over uh, really the last uh, few weeks, uh, since not even a few weeks, really the last week or so uh, since the winter meetings got started, uh, just on how much money is being spent. And we alluded to this with uh, John Mozeliak, also the number of years on some of these deals. And the most recent player to uh, to sign a deal was Carlos Correa. He goes to the Giants at 13 years, $350 million. And when you sign somebody to a 13-year contract, you're really banking on the fact that they are going to continue to play at a pretty high level. Maybe not for all 13 years, but for the vast majority of it, there's also some no trade protection in those deals as well. And that's going to push some teams and some uh, GMs, president of baseball operations types, into some uh, maybe uncomfortable territory. I think watching right now baseball, specifically in the National League, watching some of these teams that are not slowing down on spending money, whether it's the Phillies, whether it's the Mets, whether it's the Giants who were uh, in on you know so many uh, different individuals, the Padres are another team. There's so many teams that are in there trying to uh, spend money and be as competitive as possible. Uh, John Mozeliak has talked about it before about the Cardinals' model being challenged, and look, they they went out and. You can argue that Wilson Contreras, I don't think it's even an argument, Wilson Contreras was the best available free agent at his position. They get the top free agent catcher. That was their number one need this offseason, and uh, they were able to do something with that. But I do think think it's notable, uh, the money that's being spent and the years that are being thrown around. I also, I'm curious about a couple things when it comes to all this. Uh, First off, now it may take a little while, but first off, if any of these deals start going bad sooner than later, if any of these players who are signing these double-digit year contracts and they get injured or their productivity just really goes down, there's going to be baseball decision-makers that take note of that, and there's always the possibility that the industry trend starts to come around back in in the other direction. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, uh, but it does feel like that could happen. The other side of this is, if revenues continue to move in an upward direction, well, some of these contracts are are not going to look as great maybe five, ten years down the road. And uh, if, if we see players making more and more money, something I'm going to mention with uh, Derek Gould coming up next hour, and he mentioned this uh, in a recent chat that he did at STL Today, You think now about Nolan Arenado opting into his contract and how much money he left on the table. And when when that decision was made, we were discussing whether or not 
there was that much money being left on the table for a guy who, um, is, you know, towards the middle of his career, although still playing at a really high level. Well, you look at some of these players who are essentially the same age group as a Nolan Arenado, who are certainly not as good as him defensively, not as good as him offensively. And it's it, it becomes that much more clear that Arenado absolutely left some money out there, that he would have been one of the most desirable free agents out there, and he would have been able to cash in. But instead, he makes the decision that he wants to uh, stick around St. Louis. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk with uh, Derek Gould about that coming up later on in the program. Again, hour number two. Wilson Contreras, we've got a conversation with him coming up. Uh, He spoke with us uh, this past Friday after he was uh, introduced uh, at a media conference uh, after becoming a Cardinal. We will hear from the voice of the Cardinals, uh, John Rooney. We'll get his thoughts on the Contreras signing and maybe what's next for the Cardinals. Derek Gould from uh, the Post-Dispatch and STL Today, he is set to uh, join us as well. So there's going to be a lot coming up uh, next hour. Also, you want to be tuned in because there's a chance that you could win some Cardinals tickets. We're going to have another ticket package to uh, give away. We're also going to have another Cardinals calendar to give away. So there's a lot of uh, reasons to uh, continue to be uh, locked in. But we will take a break here uh, for the top of the hour. And when we return, we will hear with the uh, we'll hear from the person that uh, was a big part of what the Cardinals wanted to do this offseason. They wanted a catcher. Wilson Contreras joins us after the break on the Cardinals Radio Network. Down to opening day across the Cardinals radio network. My name's Matt Pauley. Great to have you uh, with us here on the show. You know, my dad was listening last week, and he said, if you call it the countdown to opening day, you got to say how many days there are till opening day. So, okay, 105 days. We're 105 days out from St. Louis Cardinals opening day. And the guy who should be, barring something crazy happening, should be behind the plate on that opening day game, is going to be the newest member of the Cardinals, that is catcher Wilson Contreras. He was introduced to the media this past Friday. I got the chance to uh, talk with him, and uh, the first thing I really asked him, just very generally, what did that day mean to him? What does it mean to him to now be part of the Cardinals organization? It's an honor for me to be here. I'm really excited uh, to be part of the of this family. I'm really looking forward to start working together. Um, I'm really excited of to be succeeding as uh, the full time or the best mm-hmm. catcher for the last two decades, Javier Molina. And I'm really, I really got, I'm really have goosebumps right now. You talked a lot in your press conference about Yadier Molina and taking over his spot and your relationship and how you feel about him. Talk a little bit about that and what Yadier Molina means to you. It means a lot to me, to be honest. He he was my idol. Once I make my transition from third base to catcher, he was the only one that I was looking forward to, to learn. And then when I got the chance to meet him in 2016, it was like my dream coming through. And, and ever since then, I've always watched Yadi. I watch and learn from Yadi. And in Yadi, I have nothing but respect to him. I mean, he called for 20 years, and uh, to be here to succeed his his legacy, it means a lot to me. I mean, he said he said the bar really high. And the, what I can do is to to fill the spot in a way that I'm going to be doing my 110% day in and day out on the field. 
Is it weird? You've been a Cub. You've also been a player. You mentioned in your press conference the way you play the game. Sometimes fans of other teams don't like you. Is it yeah. weird all of a sudden you're a Cardinal? Uh, I mean, I think uh, it's part of life. It's part of baseball, too. Uh, yeah, I played for, for the Cubs for, for six years in the big leagues and 14 overall. I'm really thankful with them because they they gave me the opportunity to, to become a pro baseball player. But now that I'm with San Luis Cardinal, I'm just looking forward to start the lottery. Um, it feels good to be here. It feels great to be here. I mean, it, it might be, feel a little weird going to Wrigley Field mm-hmm. and play against them, but it's part of life, uh, I, and I'm really excited to, to turn the page. I already turned the page and, and looking forward to, to help this team to win. Mo and Ali came and visited you. There's been a lot of talk about what they learned about you. What did you learn about them? How transparent they are. They have transparency. They have empathy for, for the others. And they're really organized, and that's something that impacted me the most. But what made me make my decision is that they believe in myself more than anything, and that's why they came out to to Orlando, which I really appreciate and thankful for them to taking the time to get to know me better. You talk about the environment in St. Louis from a fan standpoint, and also from a what's going on in the other clubhouse and other dugout standpoint. How does that impact this decision? Impacts, uh, yeah, it had a lot of impact on it because every time that I came here uh, on, to, on the other side, I had some fans telling me, hey, we might want you here, you know, because I was, that made me feel good. I made me feel like this is a place, good place to play. And then once the game started, I see the support, I feel the support from of the fan base of San Luis Cardinals. And, and that makes me want to to be here. So I envision myself at some point to playing for the San Luis Cardinal. And now I'm here. Um, now I can live up to it. And I'm look, really looking forward to meet the fan base. What's the process like as you get to know your pitchers? Uh, in, in all, from a personal standpoint, from a, what they like to do from a pitching standpoint, it really is a true relationship in so many ways between the catcher and his pitchers. Yeah, uh, uh, it's good that I got to face them a lot. So I have an idea of what they're capable of doing and what they're trying hard. And, but... Um, it's creating relationship throughout the spring training, creating the bond, the trust, and that's something that will come with time. And um, like I said before, I take care of my pitchers. I, I care about my pitchers. Um, and everything that I can do for them to, to make them better, I would do. Was the free agency process what you expected it to be? Um, yes, kind of, yes. Um, it was the... Well, kind of slow process because mm-hmm. we know that there was there were other catchers on it. Um, but the San Luis Cardinals didn't hesitate to to acquire me. They didn't hesitate to to come out to to Orlando, and that that was the most impactful team of the free agency. How they were willing to work with me and they were leaving in myself. So, at some point, I talked to my agent and say, "Hey, I'm gonna make this work because I feel good from for of the meeting that we had." And I know the history of, of I know some of the history of the team. I mean, it's a winning record. Uh, they're always looking forward to win. They always want to win today, and that's I want to be I want to be part of. When you knew you were going to be a Cardinal, who was the first person you called uh, or told? What What was that first uh, conversation like? Well, my agent called me and said, "Hey, we have this on the table," and I was like, "Let's do it!" Like <laughs> I didn't hesitate. Let's do it. I want to be there. I want to be part of the San Luis Cardinal organization. I want to be part of succeeding the, the greatest Jerry Molina. And I called my mom and dad. That was the first call that I made. 
and they were excited and they were they cried they were excited I mean it was a long process uh, I sacrificed I sacrificed a lot um, and my family for me is everything and that that was a call that that I always dream of to be to make just yeah just to call them and say hey we got a new team we we made it all the hard work, all the sacrifice that I made came to came to reality and I'm here and I'm I'm humble and excited to be part of the San Luis Cardinal organization. Welcome to the Cardinals. Thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to seeing you play with the birds on the bat. Thank you very much and thanks for this this honor and opportunity to be here. That's new Cardinals catcher Wilson Contreras joining us here on the countdown to opening day. And let's go ahead and do another giveaway. You've got an opportunity to uh, win some tickets. We're going to give away another Sunday pack. It's a five-game pack that includes tickets to five Sunday games, including the Cubs summer matchup. Also great promotional giveaways at those games as well. If you don't win and you want to purchase this uh, pack or any of the packs that are available, you can do so. Cardinals ticket packs are on sale now and start at just $54. For details, visit cardinals.com slash holiday. All right, here's what we'll do. Again, uh, we'll do what we did uh, last hour. It is 10 tickets. So we will go ahead and take caller number 10 on our contest line, which is 314-955-1120, 314-955-1120, your chance to win and win big. When we return, we will hear from the voice of the Cardinals, John Rooney. He joins us next. This is the Countdown to Opening Day on the Cardinals Radio Network. those of us who call Illinois home, a little heads up goes a long way, especially when it comes to severe weather. At Ameren, Illinois, our smart grid technology helps detect outages faster so we can keep you up to date with outage and restoration alerts. Stay one step ahead of severe weather. Sign up for outage notifications today at AmerinIllinois.com alerts. Exciting Cardinals baseball will continue at spring training, and you can be one of the first fans to catch the team in 2023. Cardinals Vacations makes it easy to get to warm, sunny Florida by being your one-stop shop for spring training travel. You'll receive hotel accommodations, great game tickets, an exclusive dinner at the ballpark with select Cardinals personnel, and much more. Make your plans now. Call Cardinals Vacations at 800-892-7687 or online at cardinals.com slash vacations. Hey, Cardinals fans, since we're all just waiting around until the Cardinals get back on the field, let me tell you how Schnucks Rewards can save you money. With Schnucks Rewards, you earn 2% back on every purchase. Not only do you get points for money off, the Schnucks Rewards app has a lot of other features designed to make your grocery shopping easier. You'll also find hundreds of exclusive digital offers and coupons, personalized savings delivered to you in an instant in the app. Everyone is looking to save money these days. Reward yourself. Download the Schnucks Rewards app and start saving money off your groceries at Schnucks. Proud partner of the St. Louis Cardinals. There's a certain magic in Cardinals Nation, one that can't be found anywhere else. You don't have to look all that hard to find it. It's on the flag-lined streets, in the packed pubs on game day, on the worn-down birds, on bats, on cars, and on windows. It's in every memory, every celebration. Yeah, there's magic here. Can you feel it? 
Sign up for Cardinals Checking with Central Bank and get a 1982 Willie McGee jersey and two game tickets. Member FDIC. Cardinals Nation, the Cardinals Caravan presented by Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance is coming your way. It's your chance to get up close and personal with your favorite team. Get the latest scoop on the upcoming season from current players, Cardinals alumni, and broadcasters. Plus, there will be raffle prizes and autographs for the kids. Folks, jump on the caravan, the Cardinals Caravan. For more information, visit cardinals.com slash caravan. What do Ford and your St. Louis Cardinals have in common? One heck of a lineup. That's what. From Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 45 years, to the SUVs with the highest owner loyalty, like America's all-time best-selling Explorer, the Built Wild Bronco, and the versatile Escape. Visit your quality Ford dealers for exclusive offers on the official truck and SUV of your St. Louis Cardinals. Based on IHS market 1946 to current U.S. total new cumulative registrations for all vehicles identified as SUVs. Based on 1977 to 2021 CY total sales. Check off your shopping list with Cardinals Baseball. 2023 all-inclusive tickets start at just $59 and feature a full buffet, complimentary bar, plus a great view of the game. Choose from the Premium Legends Club, the UMB Champions Club, Proficient Red Jacket Club, National Car Rental Club, and more. Give the gift of date nights, the gift of family time, the gift of Cardinals Baseball. Get your single game all-inclusive tickets now at cardinals.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. I'm John Rooney. Do you have an old car that's taking up room in the driveway? Repairs are costly and selling is a hassle. That's why you should donate it to Goodwill. Donating is quick and towing is free. Plus, you get a tax receipt and four tickets to a Cardinals game next year. Compliments of the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a win-win. For more information or to donate, visit online at MERSGoodwill.org. Must mention Cardinals. The countdown to opening day does continue here on the Cardinals Radio Network. Alongside Mike Claiborne, I'm Matt Pauley. Very happy to welcome on to the program. He is the voice of the Cardinals, John Rooney. John, we appreciate your time. We'll jump right in and ask you about Wilson Contreras. He was signed uh, this past week. What was, what was your initial reaction to that news? Well, Wilson Contreras is a really good hitter for the Cardinal lineup, and uh, he fills a need behind the plate with experience, and a world championship to his credit. So it's a good move to get him on board. And I'm sure that's step one and what Mo wants to do to get this team ready once we uh, break camp and spring training and start the regular season at home. But Wilson Contreras, a lot of fans have been talking about him. You know, there was a lot of talk about Murphy, and the asking price was way too high, a ridiculous price from uh, the A's, and they didn't get anything close to that in the trade that they ended up making. But Wilson Contreras wants to be here. And I think Yachty has uh, passed the torch to uh, Wilson, and uh, we look forward to some great things from him. And, you know, John, if there's one person that knows about the Cardinals, it would be Contreras from, who wore another uniform. And, and is there a better quintessential number five hitter for the Cardinals right now than Wilson Contreras? If he was left-handed, he'd even be more dangerous, but I'll take him as is. I will, too. And he has power at all fields, and we saw that. He had a game where his first two at-bats uh, years ago, he hit a home run over the right field fence and then hit one over the left field fence. And uh, and he was uh, just a, a marvelous uh, hitter in their lineup around Bryant and Rizzo and Baez and the others and Schwarber in that group. Uh, 
And and now he's joining a group that's just as dangerous when you put Goldschmidt and Arenado in that mix and you get a healthy Dylan Carlson uh, going in there and what uh, Brendan Donovan can do when he plays and Tommy Edmond. And uh, you wonder you know what uh, you can do if you have a healthy O'Neal in the outfield for any length of time. But Contreras fills a big need in that lineup. And he doesn't have to do very much to learn the pitching staff other than being there with the eyes on and the hands on actually catching those pitchers. But he's done enough homework on many of them. That gives him a head start. The team has not gotten a lot of production from the catcher spot recently. It really feels, John, that this it makes the depth of the lineup that much more as a result of being able to get uh, some offense out of that catcher spot. Oh, I agree. And and games where Kisner was able to hit and contribute, the Cardinals won a majority of those games. And it's just a shame that uh, Andrew couldn't find that consistency because he hit so well in the minors on his way up. But I think uh, with a lot of time on the bench after he uh, got to stay in the big leagues initially, uh, I think that may have taken the edge off his hitting. But uh, Contreras is going to fill a big need in that lineup. And I I know that uh, Mo and the Cardinals are quite happy that he's on board, and uh, I concur. Hey, John, I want to switch gears for a second. We're going to have some rule changes uh, this season, Uh, radical in my opinion. Which one do you think will have the biggest impact on the game and and players as a whole? Is it uh, the pitch clock, balanced infield, or the amount of times you can throw over to first base? I think you left one out. Uh, We have to have two people on each side of the front row of the booth this year. That's one of the rules. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's going to be implemented. Uh, I, I think I think the uh, the lack of uh, the dramatic shifts will, will have as much impact on the game as any. And the running game is definitely going to be a big part of it. You throw over twice, you can throw over a third time, but you better get that runner out or it's a balk and he ends up at second. And I think we're going to see some trying to pick off a guy three times, figuring he's going to end up there anyway if he's a good base dealer. The bases are bigger, and so that's going to make it uh, just a little bit easier for those really good base stealers and base runners to uh, hook a base. And they say it's a game of inches. Well, they've taken uh, a few inches away from the catcher and the pitcher trying to keep a guy from stealing a base. And you know what's going to be interesting is watching how things are worked out in spring training as far as how they prepare for a throw it over. And, or do you work on your move to first more than what you normally would and do you start working on base running a little bit more as far as how to pick up guys as far as their move to first and trying to steal a base? Uh, it, spring training is going to be different, I think, with that respect. I think there are going to be quite a few things that will be different with guys getting used to the pitch clock and getting used to uh, moves to first. And I think it helps having Wilson Contreras, who likes to show off the arm, to possibly pick off a runner at first base, the way Yachty and Albert used to uh, just masterfully do that. Uh, I think that's going to help because the catcher can throw down there and uh, it won't be a balk for the guy going to second. So I think that'll help. But there'll be a number of things they work on and, and uh, how they are going to try to hold runners and how they are going to try to have some say in the running game. But uh, but with the uh, lack of dramatic shifts and, and certainly with the uh, pitcher hitter's clock that uh, Ricky Horton likes to refer to, uh, keep those batters in the box, keep the pitches coming. Uh, the games will be crisper, and I think we'll see some more action, and that's the whole idea behind it. I could be wrong, but I think that's the way it's going to work out. He is the voice of the Cardinals, John Rooney. We'll be uh, hearing him before we know it on Cardinals Baseball. He'll join us uh, every once in a while here on the Countdown to Opening Day. John, thank you so much for your time. Oh, it's good to be with you guys. And uh, remember, two guys on each side of the TV set there on the front row. We got it. It's all good.
Looking forward to Happy it. Happy holidays, guys. You too, John. Take care. Thanks, John. Bye. John Rooney, the voice of the Cardinals, joining us here on Countdown to Opening Day. Be one of the first fans to catch the Cardinals in 2023 at spring training. Cardinals Vacations makes it easy to get to warm, sunny Jupiter, Florida by being your one-stop shop for spring training travel. Make your plans today. Call Cardinals Vacations at 800-892-7687 or online at cardinals.com slash vacations. When we return to the program, we're going to hear from lead Cardinals writer for the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. That's Derek Gould. That's next. This is the Countdown to Opening Day on the Cardinals Radio Network. Countdown to opening day on the Cardinals Radio Network continues on right now. Very happy to welcome on to the show. He is the lead Cardinals beat writer for the Post-Dispatch and STL Today. He is Derek Gould. Derek, appreciate you taking uh, some time with us today. Let's just jump off with the uh, Wilson Contreras news that came down about a week ago when we were all at the winter meetings. Uh, What was your takeaway from maybe some of the things he had to say when he was introduced to the media this past Friday? Well, I was just, I was really struck by the sense that you you got a window into the conversation he had with John Mozeliak and Oliver Marmol. You know, the meeting that they had in Orlando. It was clear that uh, that Wilson wanted to share some of the thoughts with Cardinal fans and with the media there, um, the same way he did with them. You know, this this notion of his appreciation for the team, what it was like competing against them, but also he acknowledged the notion that look, you know, he plays not to be liked by the opponent. Um, and he wanted to kind of say, but that's part of why I play well. And now I'm no longer an opponent. So I, I think that was really a, kind of an interesting glimpse into the conversation they had and how important that was to their feel for him and the offer they ultimately made to him. Um, you know, I, I always kind of knew, and he talked a little bit about it during the season, about his fondness for Molina, his fondness for the Cardinals, um, his interest in possibly being the guy to to come in and play that position after Molina and the, how he would respond to the pressure and expectations of that and how he welcomed that. Um, so I, I think it was I think it was all those things kind of rolled together. But most of all, I just I really think like there for a moment you got a chance to see what it was like for Marmol and Mosaic when they shot sat down with him and said, "Hey, you know why are you a fit here?" and and he made that case. Well, you know what, Derek, if there's anybody who would know the Cardinals, I would say it'd be Wilson Contreras, considering the position he <laughs> he plays behind the plate and, and understanding the hitters and maybe having a chance to chirp a little bit. I wouldn't say he's the guy you love to hate on the other team, but you it was easy to understand why people would dislike him. But having said that, that's the same guy you'd like to have on your team. Yeah, the Cardinals had a guy like that. Let's not ignore it. I mean, yeah. look, Cincinnati didn't exactly love Yadier Molina. Mm-hmm. Wrigley Field didn't exactly love Yadier Molina. I mean, how many different places did he joke about possibly being booed, um, but maybe celebrated because he was retiring? Not because he was there, but because he wouldn't be back, they might applaud. I mean, he <laughs> he had some self-deprecating statements about that. And, you know, so you could see – I mean, part of that's the position, part of that's the competitive nature. All of that is what the Cardinals sought in that role. Um, A little bit of, you know, barbed wire to bring to soft hands, right? 
some of the details about his contract have started to come out, and uh, it's a backloaded mm-hmm. deal, meaning maybe there's some more flexibility. Uh, what do you think that says about the Cardinals' plans for this offseason uh, that they did backload Contreras' contract? Yeah, they got some like upfront flexibility. Um, so it's clear that they have something else. I mean, we know they want to try to find some kind of starting depth, pitching depth, um, you know, there. And they created the ability to do that for the coming year, not waiting a year, um, because what they can do is fit that in then because of the, you know, I mean, it's, it's a very agreeable first year for the Contreras deal. Um, that gives them the gap. They can fill that. And then next year they have enough contracts coming off that they can, ha- you know, keep the starter around, which is something they don't have right now. They only have Matt signed to a contract beyond next year. And so what it does is allow for them to dabble in that marketplace or, you know, look for two options there. Um, the 40-man is full, um, so it would take a- another move um, to create that. But they want to find a guy – and they want to have the the financial flexibility to make a play if they find the right guy. Hey, Derek, how important is it for Mo to stay patient? And just because guys are out there as free agents, they may not be able to help you. They're just free agents at this point. How important is it for him to stay patient and not take the bait just because a guy's a free agent compared to listening to offers that would involve him moving some players? Boy, that's a great question because usually – in the winter there, there is a payoff, right, for being a little patient. And we've seen the Brewers really take advantage of that. We've seen the Cardinals, to be honest, take advantage of that. You know, go into spring with some young depth there and, uh, you know, some some competition and then knowing, okay, well, these are the free agents we can pivot to if we don't like what we're seeing in spring training. saw that last year, obviously, most famously with Albert Pujols. Um, I, I, I wonder, Mike, if the landscape, well, I don't wonder. I think I, I see the landscape shifting beneath the Cardinals' feet a little bit um, because all we've seen so far this winter is the prices going up when teams wait. Um, trade market a little different, um, but trades are always lined up with what the, the team that is that has the talent that's desirable, what they want from each individual team. Um, but the, the cost of competition, of competing for free agents is soaring. And it's only, I mean, I don't know if you wait, if it's only going to go up because like the Mets aren't slowing down. The giants have a term, had a tremendous amount of money to offer. And we saw that because they went after judge and now they pivot to, you know, Korea. And you now, because the giants signed Korea, we know the twins, you know, a, a market size that is really kind of comparable to the Cardinals. Um, what they were going to offer. So now that's in the wind. Is that where Dansby Swanson goes? Because then that price is up. There's just such a rapid escalation of, of what it costs to get a compelling contending player. And that is especially acute when it comes to starters. We know, have a good idea with, you know, Bassett signing and some of these other signings, what it's going to take for the Cardinals to fill out their rotation for 2024 and that cost is only going up by the day and i don't know if patience pays off in that regard to be honest somewhat to that end you had a question uh, in your recent stl today chat 
Somebody asked you about how much money Nolan Arenado left on the table by opting into the contract, and and I think you mentioned Xander Bogarts as a as a good example. I mean, it's becoming more and more clear every day that it's millions upon millions that Arenado left off the table. Yeah, I mean, it's a contract into his early forties that pays him quite a bit of money. Yeah, it's something what we're seeing. Um, the length of these contracts, so that it smooths over the AAV. Um, these, these, the, the, eh, the, mar- the marketplace is fascinating. You have these players who are not the equals of Arenado. Let's just be blunt. Who are getting such long-term deals um, and you know high dollars, high AAVs, and they're secure. They know where they're going to be until their early 40s. I mean that is what would have awaited him in this market. He would have been he would have been up there with the Correas of the world and the Trey Turners of the world. He doesn't play that same position, um, but he plays third better than any of them play short. Um, and he's an offensive player better than, you know, better than any of them or as good as any of them for that position. So you're talking about one of the preeminent free agents had he opted out and we see what those guys are getting. And oh, by the way, the, Dodgers don't have a third baseman, so and the Dodgers haven't exactly been active. So you, you can see, like, are, 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 would the Dodgers have been lured into um, less austere, um, if I can even tie that word in the same sentence to the Dodgers, approach to the winner had their, had their hometown guy. And are, I mean, I, I don't know, Mike, what do you think? Like, best all-around player if he had been a free agent wouldn't it have been a shoe-in he was the best all-around player yeah, available i don't think there's any doubt uh he, he I mean, they're not even close he would have set a record for for payroll he would broke a bank certainly for sure had he been out there yeah hey one final question for you as we're inside of our final minute with Derek gould st louis post dispatch um the rule changes what rule that we we're going to go into spring training with into the season, what rule do you think would be the most difficult one for players to adapt to? Will it be the pitch clock, or will it be the positioning on the infield? Oh, I, I think the position on the infield isn't going to be it. I think it's going to be hitters with the pitch clock. I think it's going to be hitters with the pitch clock. See, I, yeah. I think it's going to be pitchers. Uh, I think it's going to be pitchers with the pitch clock. Really? Well, because um, I think about a guy like Gallegos, who's averaging like twenty-eight seconds between pitches. Yeah. He's got to cut. He's yeah. got to cut that in half, and I don't know if he can be in somebody's backyard in the off season that much to be able to cut it down that much and still be effective. It's a great question. Um, he's not a max effort guy, so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Of some of these guys who are max effort and take a long time, I wonder how their stuff is going to mm-hmm. play. You know, if we're going to see some kind of erosion in their velocity or power or whatever else, just as the game went to such a max effort, 101, 102 style. Um, Gallegos, to me, you know, maybe might benefit from picking things up a little bit. Um, And so I'm open to the fact that he can adjust quickly. Uh, I think there are some hitters who are, are not set with their approach and their mentality in the box that that they're going to have to speed up. And we already talk about the game speeding up on guys, and I think this is a, like a literal example of that. If, uh, if a hitter needs that moment to step out, he's not going to get it. Um, can I can I offer up a sleeper? Sure. Possibly. I really think that um, the, the throwover stuff, like yeah. the limits and some of that, I think those are going to be some of the most prominent changes because we're going to have an element of drama in that. Like, how does a base runner and a team tease a tease an opponent 
into getting in that bind. And then once they're there and they're about to run out, you know, do they just take off? And I think there's, there's some real possibility there with the larger bases, the limits and the throwover for there to be some real changes, substantive changes into how teams defend against the run. And we have not seen that in, I mean, since Tony LaRusso. Yeah, since Tony LaRusso buttoned up a jersey as a manager. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really eager to see how teams adjust to that, how catchers adjust to that. And a quick side point, the Cardinals guy that they signed, back to your original question, Wilson Contreras, and what he had to do with John Lester, he might be well-suited for this new world because he already has experience with what runners do when they know a guy's not going to throw over. He is Derek Gould. You can follow him on Twitter at dgould. Of course, you read him in the Post-Dispatch and at STL Today. Derek, thank you so much for your time. Yes, always a pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. Take care, Derek. Derek Gould joining us here on the countdown to opening day on the Cardinals Radio Network. Didn't even talk with him about the St. Louis Baseball Riders Dinner. Again, that's going to be coming up on January 15th at the MAC. You can get all the details at stlouisbbwaa.com. Tickets are available. You can get individual tickets. You can also get a table of 10. This is one of the great baseball events that takes place in the offseason each year. That's January 15th, 2023, St. Louis Dot com is where you get all the details on that event. The Cardinals Caravan, presented by Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, is back on the road for 2023. Get the latest scoop on the upcoming season from players, alumni, and broadcasters, plus raffle prizes and autographs for the kids. For more information, visit cardinals.com slash caravan. We'll take a break and have more in just a moment. This is the Countdown to Opening Day on the Cardinals Radio Network. The countdown to opening day does continue here on the Cardinal Radio Network. We're very happy right now to be joined by Bethany White. She is the manager of theme tickets with the Cardinals. Bethany, thanks so much for your time. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. What's this uh, time period like right now for you guys as you're really ramping up for the season? It's really exciting. It's one of our favorite times of year. You know, the holidays are coming up, and as soon as those you know, pass and the new year comes, we'll be back to baseball before we know it. Theme nights are really cool because people have interest and you guys have nights that go along with people's interest. And then there's a giveaway item or something that goes along with it. And I know it's a chance to have a lot of fun and be really creative. Yeah. So our theme nights are a really special part of what goes on here at the ballpark during the year. Like you said, there's sort of a unique audience that comes, whether it's Grateful Dead Night or Star Wars Night or Teacher's Night. You know, we have something for different groups of people and they get to come and participate in our pregame activities. Sometimes it's a concert, sometimes we characters for photo ops, and then they get to take home a really unique giveaway item. Let's go through some of them. We'll start with April 3rd against the Braves. Uh, Peanuts Night is going to take place. Yeah, absolutely. So we love Peanuts Night. That's been going on for a few years now, and we've sort of continued our way through the characters of Peanuts. And this year we have a Schroeder bobblehead. Okay. So we have Schroeder playing the piano. He's very cute. All right. So I have a three-year-old daughter. This next one, I'm going to have to get her here for it. Sunday, May 7th, Sesame Street Day. Yeah, that was our first. Last year was our first Sesame Street Day. And this year, we are bringing it back with a Cookie Monster plush for the kiddos. He has a little Cardinals jersey on. And then we have an Elmo bobblehead for the adults. So something for all members of the family. That sounds good. I'm getting my... 
My daughter's going to be excited about that one. You mentioned a second ago, Grateful Dead Night. Obviously, deadheads are uh, they are a uh, group of people that will go do a lot of things, and anytime they see Grateful Dead stuff, they're involved. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's one of our biggest nights every year. We have Jake's Leg uh, come and play hits on the Budweiser stage in Budweiser Terrace. It's a, it's a very um, popular event. And this year we're doing a really cool all-over print shirt that has those dancing bears mm-hmm. and then our favorite cardinal bird on there as well. Oh, nice. Very, very solid. That's going to be on Friday, May 19th, uh, Friday, June 9th, Pride Night. Yeah, that's one. I think this is our sixth annual Pride Night. It's one of our favorite events every year at the ballpark. This year we are giving away a Cardinals jersey with a rainbow logo on it. Uh, it's And a portion of each ticket will be donated to the St. Louis Queer Support Hotline. On Wednesday, June 28th, it is Star Wars night. And that's a, just throughout baseball, you see these Star Wars nights. And it's incredible, the people getting dressed up and everything that's going on. So much fun when you see these things. Yeah, that's by far and away our biggest night every year. <laughs> and this year, we're mixing it up a little bit. We typically do some type of shirt or apparel wearable. We're actually doing a hat this year. So we're going to do an adult hat and a kid's hat. It's going to be very cool. All right, so I love this one. Christmas in July, July 17th, a mini Fredbird leg lamp. That's solid. Yeah, it's it's a really good one. It's maybe one of our favorites that we've done. Christmas in July allows us to be so creative, and we've hit on some of our favorite movies through the years. We did Elf a couple of years ago. Last year we did a, a Christmas vacation-themed item, so this year we're, we're celebrating a Christmas story. That's some of the highlights, but... Almost every game, you guys are doing something from a theme perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So starting today, our top 10 themes are on sale. You can purchase those for holiday gifts. And then in late January, our full schedule will go on sale. And like you said, almost every game we have a theme going on. So um, we'll usually end up doing around 60 events a year. Bethany White is the manager of theme tickets with the Cardinals. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We'll take a break. Have more in a moment. It's the countdown to opening day on the Cardinals Radio Network. Starting to wrap things up on this edition of the countdown to opening day on the Cardinals Radio Network alongside Mike Claiborne. My name's Matt Pauley. And Claiborne, we look forward. It still feels like this is a team that can get better, possibly at the top of the rotation. It's a team that can still get better by adding to the lineup, specifically a left-handed bat. But we're also kind of in that point now where as we come up on the holidays, as free agents continue to come off the board, uh, John Mosellock might be in a position to see what comes to him now. I agree with you. Um, I think there's still some work to be done before spring training starts, uh, just getting the roster together. Um, I think he wants to build legitimate competition. So there's still some work to do. And the agents, as he mentioned, are going to continue to call. I mean, there are a lot of teams, a lot of people, rather, who look at the Cardinal makeup and say, you know, I think I can help them. Great organization, good fan base, you know, and who knows where it goes from there. Because the guys who want to play here were on the other team and watch how players and how fans treat their team here. They like a little taste of that, along with the fact of knowing that they're going to play some baseball in October. So – he will have his choice. Now, the question is this. Are the people out there that are looking for a job, can they really help you? Or can they make you better? I know they're major leaguers, but you're looking for people who make you better, not just make the team. So he's got to be careful and not to take the bait 
and sign a guy just because he's available. If he's not, if there's nobody available, then you know what? Let's see what your farm club can do. Dansby Swanson is a nice shortstop, but go really look at his numbers and compare them to Tommy Edmond. You pull over page two, and I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Um, starting pitching, you don't want to. You don't want just a middle rotation guy. You got those guys. You like, got a bunch of them. Yeah, it's just there's these guys available who. Maybe they've got a name attached to them. Maybe they've been around for a while. But when you really look at the roster and compare who's there now, they're not making you better. Here's where I think we all need to start looking at. Looking at number one guys on teams who are still under contract, that maybe they have a year left, maybe two. Mm -hmm. Team realizes, you know what, we don't want to get in that bidding war and trying to re-sign them. So maybe we move them now, get something for them, and they get themselves a front-end guy. I really feel like the, the trade vehicle is going to be more important for the Cardinals than the free agent signings because the Cardinals are holding on to a lot of what we perceive as assets. Um, the, the, the challenge is making sure you can convince the other team, this guy is really a good player. Uh, he's a really good asset for you. And, you know, there's so many different rankings these days. You, you, you open up any sort of publication, they can rank guys from one to a thousand. Um, so you have to make sure you present that person in the right manner. So they, I think the Cardinals have assets in almost every position. Uh, middle infield, Paul DeYoung. Outfield, you name it. They've got a bunch of guys out there. Um, Jordan Walker can play third base. Nolan Gorman can play third base. I mean, so there's some guys that are available to you uh, that if you need to throw in a deal, I'm not advocating throwing any of those guys in the deal. Um, but I think you really have to step back and say, all right, let's look at a guy who's really good, who's already let, said, let it be known, I don't think I want to be here in a year or two. So you kick the tires on him, see what's up, see if he can make a deal. When we were in San Diego, we talked with Jesse Rogers, and he specifically mentioned Tim Anderson from the White Sox. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, those are the kind of guys that you think of that, that fit the exact profile of what yeah. you just said. Yeah. Now, if we can find a pitcher um, – Maybe that'll be your homework assignment for the yeah. next week or so to find a guy who is, who is really good on a, in a bad situation, bad team or bad contract or whatever, or a guy you say to yourself, man, you know, if this guy gets some help, he could be pretty good. And there's always that guy there, Matt, and we just don't know who he is today. But there's, there's a guy on a bad team right now that you say, man, get that guy over here. You know, who knows what he can do? And, and I'll give you a good example. Miles Michaelis. Yeah. Miles Michaelis pitched on some teams that weren't very good. We signed him to a contract, and all of a sudden, he's one of our top end guys in the rotation. That's Mike Claiborne. I'm Matt Pauley. We thank you for being tuned in to the program today. We'll be back next week. It's a lot of fun. Thanks as always, Clebs. Always a pleasure. And that's it for this edition of the Countdown to Opening Day on the Cardinals Radio Network. <laughs>